Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. I am Lacey Shahili, and I am literally laughing at what has transpired over the last four minutes. I started this podcast this morning, it kind of baffled, because I woke up, Maylee is still asleep, Christopher and Leanna are at Texas Children's Hospital, Leanna got her cast off this morning, we are praising Jesus for that. You guys, the cast era has been a hard era, and we got to redo the cast era in January, and I was afraid that they were going to extend the cast era well into uh, the month. I was afraid we were going to go to we were going to start the school era still in the cast era, which would be a nightmare. Um, but the cast is off. But I started to podcast because I cannot remember the last time, maybe ever since we moved into this house in April, that I have woken up and it's been quiet and either no one's home or everybody's asleep. That just doesn't happen. Like there is no quiet in my house until everybody goes to sleep. For me, oftentimes, like at night, I, I am somebody that stays up until usually midnight every single night because the only time of the day when no one is asking something of me is once my husband finally falls asleep, my kids are in bed, and I can actually sit and read a book. And that time is usually... I might get 10.30 p.m., but more than likely, it's going to be like 11.15 p.m. to midnight. That's the only time of the day that I get to myself because during the workday, I've got clients and team members and things are moving and the kids are home. In the morning, I get up and head straight into parenting every single day. So to be sitting here and have it quiet is such a rarity. But as soon as I sat down, three times I started this podcast and our almost 14-year-old terrier mix was like following me around, like hacking and coughing because she just ate too fast. And so I was like trying to record this with a hacking dog. Um, I had something to say this morning. This wasn't what I planned to say And I don't even know if this is what I will post today, but it's what's on my heart right now. I have been off of social media for about six weeks now. Like I literally got off the week before Leanna's surgery. Leanna is getting her cast off, got her cast off today. So it's been over six weeks, almost seven weeks I guess it'll be seven weeks tomorrow. And really until the last week, I wasn't on it at all. Like the only time I got on Instagram was if a client sent me a post to read, I would click on it and it would open the app. I would read my client's post and I would X write out. I would hop on Facebook every couple of days to see if my brother had posted new pictures of my niece or 
my cousin had posted pictures of her little girls, you know, Facebook. I have a lot of family on there. So I would check to see if there were any photos, what my brother and my niece were doing. Um, but my average app time over the last like couple of weeks, like couple of weeks, seven weeks on Instagram, it was less than 12 minutes a day. Like when I tell you I would go on just to look at clients' posts, watch their stories if they were launching something. That was literally all I was doing. I did not scroll. It was really important to me to detox from scrolling. Um, I'm somebody that already had muted a lot of noise on social media earlier in the year. I think I might have talked about it here. I muted every business coach um, because I just didn't, I didn't want my ideas to be flavored by somebody else's ideas. I didn't want my voice to be flavored by somebody else's voice. And I found myself just getting just distracted and I, I didn't have the capacity to be distracted. I think there's a time when you can like be invested and like reading and ingesting other people's content. And sometimes it makes you better, right? Like we learn content brings, some people's content brings value, gives you a different perspective. But I think there's some time when it just becomes a distraction. So I found earlier this year that I felt like a lot of like the business content was just really a big distraction. And it's so antagonistic to what I believe, because if you know anything about the elevated coach, my main focus is to pull the idea away from everything in our coaching business has to lead with the marketing and how to market and lead gen to get clients. And instead, I want coaches to focus on creating a brilliant coaching practice, an incredible coaching practice. I have a couple of clients that have been maxed out on wait lists for months and the main reason they're not super duper active on social media like they post a few times a week but nothing over the top but the main reason why they're maxed out and on wait lists is because the product and not just the product but the way they serve people and the way their team serves people is so top notch I, I want more coaches like that. Like, I get it. You got to have really good Canva. I get it. Your reels. I get it. Your colors. I get it. How aggressive can you be in your slide decks? I get it. What's going to get the most story views? I get it. I get it. I get it. And every business coach that I was following, it was all about like how to like, tweak your sales and marketing, but none of the conversation was about how to be a better coach. You guys, I am in a container right now with a coach that has a million dollar business. The product was marketed beautifully. The execution inside of the coaching container is so poor. The marketing was brilliant. It looked so shiny. It looked so shiny. I bought it. It was so shiny. 
shiny, so shiny. Inside the container, the execution and the coaching is so poor. And I feel like there's a lot of that. In the health industry, you know, I said in the video that's on the Elevated Coach launch page um, that we have in our membership, we have a lot of members that have had other online coaches and they're in my membership because it's lower cost. Their husbands literally are not letting them invest anymore in their health because they've had so many bad experiences with other health coaches. I've heard nightmare stories. Things I can't ignore. But I think they're avoidable because I don't think any of the quote-unquote nightmare stories were done or happened with intent. I think that there's just been such a focus on the marketing and sales and how quickly you can bring in leads and the focus went away from how well you serve people kind of went out on a tangent when I got on social media this morning my husband sent me a text message to say that Leanna's cast was off and um he was like go look at my story so I hopped on I got on saw my husband's stories and uh I saw a post from a coach that I really admire. I don't know much about her. It was right at the top of my feed. And I read the post and I immediately felt bad about myself. And I immediately second guessed myself. And I immediately went to a weird place in my mind. And I caught myself after about five minutes going like, why am I having these thought patterns? Why am I having these thought patterns? And I kind of had to regulate and reclaim a bit of myself. This was like an hour ago. And uh, recognize that the message that this coach delivered, it's applicable to a lot of people. But just because it resonated doesn't mean it's applicable to me. Does that make sense? Something can resonate with you, but it doesn't have to be applicable to you. It was a good message that made me feel really insecure because it felt like it resonated. But just because it resonated doesn't mean it's applicable And I have the discernment, it took me a moment, I have the discernment to recognize, ooh, that's not for me. Mm, that, That resonates, but that's not necessarily for me. But for about five minutes, I was spiraling over it. And it was a great message. I don't wanna take anything away from the message. It was a great message. It was well-written. I'm sure there's a lot of people that will read it and they will be like, oh, she's so right. But just because it resonates doesn't mean it's applicable. And if I didn't have that level of discernment 
to understand like this is a great post and this is a great point and this is a great message but this is not for me I might feel really bad about myself for the rest of the day if you've never gotten on social media and read somebody else's something and felt insecure congratulations you're a unicorn Because a lot of social media honestly is designed to make you feel insecure. All of the pain point marketing is focused on making you feel insecure so that you make a change. And here's the thing, I'm not against pain point marketing. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the email that I write today the message that I'm going to relay there, it's going to have tinges of pain point marketing. I don't think pain point marketing is bad, but I think we live in a dangerous time when you can get on social media and inside of 35 seconds, you're inundated with images, video, and words that have the ability to really hurt you and your confidence. And so this morning, when I experienced that, I thought to myself, I was like, this is why I wanted to get off of social media, this noise. And it has nothing to do with the creator that put out this post. It was an incredible post, but it was like, this is why I needed us. I needed some space. And I have a lot of discernment when it comes to what I allow to like penetrate inside of my shield. Like I, I pretty quickly can usually read something and go, nope, that's not for me. But I'm definitely not perfect. And this morning, I mean, inside of mere moments, I got extremely insecure. It wasn't even a post about business. It was just a post about being a human. I want you to think for a moment that all of the clients that you're coaching, they experience that all the time on a hyper-magnified level. I want you to imagine for a moment that the average client that comes to you via social media is on social media so much that they ingest pieces of content like that that change the way they view themselves multiple times a day. And now for a moment, I want you to imagine how deeply that affects their ability to feel confident in your program, to follow through and to show up without being in freeze or fight or flight. Freeze meaning they never actually do the work. Fight or flight meaning they're so urgent they can't actually release anything to sink into the process. Do you see how social media can feed that? Because it does. It feeds that strong. And very few clients have the tools 
Very few of your clients have the tools and maybe you don't even have the tools to understand how to process when these things come up. Your average gen pop client is ingesting so much social media and is numbing themselves to a message that makes them feel less than a lot of the time. And when you're in a coaching container with these people, if you can't pick up on when these things are happening or how this all filters into their experience, because a lot of you guys are online coaches, you're finding your leads online. That means these people are online. That means these people are experiencing social media. We all know those people that are following our social media, that they're they're first to watch our stories. They always watch our stories. They're always on. They're experiencing what I experienced this morning at a hyper level, and they don't have the tools to discern. It took me five minutes to pull myself out of a shame spiral. Five minutes. You might have clients that live in a shame spiral all the time. Knowing how to pick up the signs, knowing how to recognize what's happening when your clients are exhibiting behaviors. I'm not talking just social media is like making them dysregulate. There's so many different things. I'm talking social media is a big one. I think social media dysregulates our clients more than just about anything else. It's what they zone out to. It's what they numb with. It's what creates this urgent expectation around results. And I want you to imagine that you also are deeply affected by that. Do you have the tools to discern when something is not for you? If I had me a nickel for every single time a coach was like, well, she's doing so well. And I'm like, how do you actually know? You guys, I know for certain that there are coaches that lie through their teeth about how well they're doing. You don't know that what you read or what you assume is true. But oftentimes coaches base how they're doing juxtaposed against what they perceive somebody else is doing based on how they espouse what they're doing. And there's not a big piece of discernment to understand when that just simply isn't applicable to them. I think this is a really big problem in our industry. And this morning was a reminder that if... I've done all the work I've done and I am not perfect. Like, dear Lord, like I have a session today and it's going to be gnarly. I know my session today is going to be gnarly. I don't think Will listens to my podcast, but Will, our session today is going to be gnarly. Mm. But if I can spiral in a matter of moments... How And I, I was on it for literally less than five minutes. How many spirals are the rest of us getting in a day? 
It's something to think about. I think I will post this today. I think this is a good message. I have another podcast that I recorded yesterday um, called Pregnancy, Postpartum, and Programs. Oh my. I'll probably, I may post that tomorrow. So I've, I've said in the podcast that I recorded yesterday that um, my biggest problem with this launch so far has been that I have more things to say than places to say it. <laughs> it is still quiet in my house, but I actually now at this point need to go check and make sure that my youngest child is uh, doing all right. So I hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you soon.